السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. الحمد لله الذي هدانا لهدانا وأشهد وأشهد أن سيدنا مولانا محمدًا عبد الرسول أما بعد فقد قال الله تعالى في القرآن الكريم وبادعوه لله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد بن وعلى وصحبه وسلم جزا الله عنا ومحمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم وحده وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم جعلت كل عين في الصلاه او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام my most respected elders dear brothers beloved students Again, we are experiencing nothing but the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. Allah ta'ala, our creator, our khalik, our malik, our razik, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, for his infinite love and grace, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to enter into the month of Ramadan. Allah ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to value this month, to take advantage of this month. And may Allah ta'ala grant us the tawfiq to see the entire month. The month of Ramadan is no ordinary month. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen this month to you and I, the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah ta'ala has given us fadila, the Ummah over the Ummahs of the past. Allah ta'ala has given us this month of Ramadan and has given the virtue and superiority over the, ummah, over the month. The month of Ramadan is in essence not it was, you know, it's a month of rose, it's a month of siyam, it's a month of fasting. But together with this, there is a great emphasis in the Quran and in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, emphasizing the importance of Quran, shahr Ramadan al-Ali, unzila fi al-Quran. So Ramadan and Quran, or Quran and Ramadan, has a very, very close attachment. Very, very significant attachment on Hebrews. And Quran al-Kareem is not just, you know, it's not just for mere Qirat competition. It is not just to test our reading skills, nor for, what we say, mental gymnastics. But for nas, it is a guidance. For the entire mankind, it is our guidance. It is our constitution. In Madrasa, dear brothers, there was one student from Cape Town. He had accepted the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I asked him, hey brother, uh, how, what made you come into the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So he was a university student also. So he says, you know, there was a friend of his that gave him a Quran. English translation. He said, I read the entire Quran 
cover to cover, the entire Quran. I said, there's something about this book. There's something about this here. So he said, I read the entire Quran again. And I read it the third time. By the time I completed the third recitation, I already felt a change in my life. And I embraced the being of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And today, Mawashallah is an alim. He completed, Mawashallah embraced the being of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Came to Darulun, Mashallah. He did the alim course, and now he is teaching Quran. He is teaching Quran. So this is the kitab that Allah Ta'ala has given us. But regretfully, we ourselves, we have not taken advantage of the Quran. So the month of Quran, dear brothers, Alhamdulillah, which we encourage to do, we should increase our recitation. We should increase our recitation. Increase, mashallah. You know, we come for Taraweeh, we try our best to listen attentively to the Ufaz, mashallah. We listen to much as Quran as possible, mashallah. Or perhaps an audio also, we're listening at home, or in the cars, etc., we listen to Quran. But together with recitation of the Quran, we also encourage, dear brothers, to make some time to study Quran, to study the Quran, inshallah. There are lessons in the Quran for us. The lessons are in the Quran are not for another nation. They're not just for the past people and for the generations before us, our grandparents, etc. They are for time immemorial till the day of Qiyamah. So the Quran and the lessons of the Quran are for us. We need to see how we can bring Quran into our lives, into our lives. So this is the month of Quran. Make some time. Take something. I'm going to, I'm going to say we give ourselves a goal. That every day I'm reciting Surah Al-Nas, for example. If we use this Ramadan, inshallah, let me sit with Mulana Asmulana, which is the authentic tafsir, inshallah. And let me study Surah Al-Nas. Let me see what is the translation of Surah Al-Nas. Let me get the inner meaning of Surah Al-Nas, inshallah. So I will learn this, inshallah, I will know the meaning of Surah Al-Nas. I will know the explanation and the message of Surah Al-Nas. And I will try to bring it into my life. I will try to bring it into my life, inshallah. So I will ponder over Quran, inshallah. I will get the lessons of Quran and bring it into my life. And you know, this is also a month of dua. The month of Ramadan is also a month of dua, in which we should increase our dua. So for today, dear brothers, let's go into Qur'an, inshallah, and let us look at one du'a, which Allah Ta'ala has given us many du'as, inshallah, has taught us and encouraged us to recite many du'as, which are found in Qur'an, and hadith of Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa How we can learn some lessons in the du'a? In Surah Al-Furqan, there is a very, very popular dua which we often read. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina qurrata a'yun wa ja'alna lil muttaqina Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is encouraging us to recite this dua. Is encouraging us to recite this dua. In Quran, dear brothers, there are many figures of speech which will come across you come across figures of speech. These figures of speech in the Qur'an are not decided by us. Are not decided by us, okay, I think this is a figure of speech. You understand figure of speech there is? I'll say for example, hey, what's up? I'll just tell you what's up. 
in the figure of speech, in the Ramas, how he's going, what's happening, etc. Why tell you that school? At school. In other words, I agree with you, it's very nice, very pleasant. But it's a figure of speech. For example, WhatsApp, that is school, that's school. So in Quran also there are figures of speech. And to understand the figures of speech, my dear brothers, you actually have to go beyond the revelation of Quran also. You have to go into the days of Jahiliyyah also and see how the Arabs used it also. And Allah Ta'ala included these figures of speech in the Quran and we also find the figures of speech in the hadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This particular figure of speech which we will talk about is Qurratu A'in, the coolness of the eyes. It means coolness of the eyes. In the pre-Islamic, the days of Jahiliyyah, there was this phrase where they should say, in other words, they would say, may your eyes be cool. May your eyes be cool. Or they would tell a person, may your eyes be warm. So they would tell a person, may your eyes be cool or may your eyes be warm. And when this phrase and this figure of speech was used that may your eyes be cool, it meant that may you find peace, may you have tranquility, may you have solace of mind and contentment of heart, may everything go easy for you, may you have all kinds of pleasure, may you find goodness and kindness. And if an Arab told another person may your eyes be warm, it meant may you have difficulty and pain. May you experience displeasure. May you have difficulty and all kinds of discomfort. So when they said, when they used this figure of speech, may your eyes be cool, it was with goodness, good things happen. Warm eyes means may you have difficulty. So for example, there were, see many of us we traveled, huh? we've been to the airport. And you have the arrivals and the departure. You have arrivals and departure. So, for example, you stood now and you saw on the departure, you saw a father or the parents and the child there. And that child now, perhaps now maybe was going to study in China to become a doctor. Right? A child now, maybe what are you going to see the child after three, four years? So, that parents, how would you describe their eyes? The parents are crying, for example, and their heart is heavy. You will say, your eyes are warm, your eyes are warm, because you are experiencing pain, you are feeling sadness, your child is leaving you all, you don't know after a couple of years you are going to see your child. But then on the other side you got a parent whose child just came back now, they just, that child just graduated. The child just came back from China, for example. And there the parents, are, they cry also, but that crying is out of joy. That crying is out of happiness. So they say those parents, their eyes are cool. Their eyes are cool. So Allah Ta'ala uses this figure of speech in the Quran and in the Hadith to say or to mention coolness of eyes. Now in the days of Jahiliyyah also, or the Arabs, my dear brother, you know the main mode of transport was, was camel, they used a the camel to travel. If the rider went in the storm, the rider traveled in the storm, etc., the camel is protected, it's double eyelid. The camel has two eyelids. But the rider, no matter how much he covers his face, etc., he has to have his eyes open to see where he is going. So when that 
rider with his camel found a cave, whatever place, etc. And they went there and they found refuge and they found comfort and they found safety. They would say now that our eyes have become cool. Our eyes have become cool. So it is a figure of speech that was used for peace of mind and contentment of heart. And it is also a figure of speech used for safety and security. For safety and security. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is encouraging us to recite this dua. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa dhurriyatina kurrat a'ayun. Oh Allah, gift us, grant us from our spouses and our children those that will be the coolness of our eyes. Those that will be the coolness of our eyes. In other words, oh my Allah, when I look at my wife and when I look at my children, oh Allah, let them be a source of comfort to my heart. Let it be, oh Allah, that when I look at my wife and I look at her actions, that I, it brings peace to me. And when I look at the actions of my children, it brings peace to my heart and my mind. And when the wife looks at me as the, as the husband, or the children look at me as, as the father, they also find comfort in us. <laughs> that I don't see my wife doing things that are against the deal of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's the month of Ramadan, for example. She's watching television, she's engaging her own things there. The children are on their own phones and their own things, etc. Can that bring coolness to the eyes? No, it will warm our eyes. That should warm our eyes. That if I see my family in the disobedience of Allah, in the disobedience of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa that should actually warm my eyes. In other words, warm eyes means I'm experiencing pain. I'm finding discomfort. But if I see them in good amal, pleasing Allah, pleasing Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa then this will bring coolness to my eyes. Bring coolness to my eyes. And this is exactly how our home should be, my dear. And that when I enter my home, I'm from work, shop, business, trade, whatever it is. I've had a hard day, hot day, traveling, etc. When I come into my home, I must find coolness of eyes. I must have peace of mind and contentment of heart. My home must be home, not just a house. It mustn't be a house, not just made of bricks and mortar and cement. It must be a home. When I enter my home, I must find peace in my home. Unfortunately, many of our homes, my dear brothers, you see like how that rider, etc., found peace in the storm and the refuge. He found coolness in the eyes. Unfortunately, our homes, ironically, the storms are inside the house. The storms are inside the house. Because of what is happening inside the house. So much of disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. So much of disobedience to Rasulullah do so much of translation, there is no love and muhabbat, there is no communication, there is no affection, there is no, you know, that warmth within the home that we should have at home, etc. We just reduce home to a house. And if you want the warmth of the home, then we have to bring the amals that are pleasing to Allah Ta'ala and Rasulullah That will draw the rahmah of Allah Ta'ala. That will draw the rahmah of Allah Ta'ala and the mercy of Allah Ta'ala and the kindness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the warmth of the eyes meant, my dear brothers, displeasure, coolness of the eyes meant pleasure and comfort of the heart. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, in a beautiful hadith, in a beautiful hadith, or even to, to understand the beautiful words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to understand 
the essence and the meaning of the hadith for Rasulullah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions incidents. So let's go into the incidents of the Quran. There are many places in the Quran where Allah ta'ala uses the phrase coolness of the eyes. Let's go into Hazrat Musa Hazrat Musa salam, my dear brothers. You know, we gave, Allah Ta'ala gave an order that he should move a center with the family along. What time are they go? Take Surah Zutaha, this beautiful incident of Hazrat Musa Alayhi Salaam. Well, Hazrat Musa Alayhi Salaam is moving with his family, then he tells his family, tells his family we go through the Rebellion. I sense I can see a fire. And the conversation goes that when he goes close to the voice calls out, Ya Musa, Inniyana Rabbuk. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala introduces himself to Hazrat Musa alayhi salam. Introduces himself to Hazrat Musa alayhi salam. And then the conversation was, Innani an Allah la ilaha illa ana fa'abudni wa aqimi salata li dhikri. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala introduces himself to Hazrat Musa alayhi salam that I am Allah. There is none worthy of worship except me. Make my ibadat. I'm asking you this conversation between Allah and Hazrat Musa alayhi salam which is a historic conversation, it is a landmark conversation. Do you think that Hazrat Musa will forget this conversation? That I'm speaking to my Allah. Today we may speak, may say I met somebody famous. Let's say we met the president, we met some leader, we met somebody very, very famous. I remember it my whole life, I'll even tell my grandchildren, you know, when I went there, I met this person, this person like this, yeah, this is what we did, etc. Yeah, this conversation is taking place between Hazrat Musa and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But here yeah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs Hazrat Musa that yes, this conversation is a very, very great conversation. But if you really want to remember me, if you really want to make conversation with me, you perform salah. You perform salah. You must make salah. You want to engage in conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? You want to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as Allah ta'ala is supposed to be remembered? Be very, very particular about our salah, my dear brothers. This is a month of Ramadan, it's a month of salah. Unfortunately, my dear many of us are shirking this great ibadah of Allah ta'ala of the salah. So in this lengthy conversation, Hazrat Musa is an imaginary talking to Allah ta'ala. Allah ta'ala asks him, what is in your What is in your right hand? He says, it is a staff, it is a Staff, you know staff, my dear Staff, this is a staff. Staff is not now what we're talking about, who we hire in our shops, etc. And staff is something that is strong. We see a person using a cane, that is a sign of weakness. Staff is a sign of strength. So he says that is a staff. That is there. You know? And then he will all be, Allah will ask him, gives the whole tafsir. I use it to lean on, I break the leaves for my sheep, etc. There's many, many benefits. There's many, many benefits. I'm taking you into the hadith of Rasulullah where Allah Ta'ala uses this phrase also, where Allah Ta'ala speaks about the coolness of the eyes. So Hazrat Musa is also now commanded by Allah Ta'ala to go to Fir'aun. The go to Fir'aun. Anbiya Ali Musalatu Salam had to have two conversations. They had to engage in two conversations. One is a conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and one is a conversation with Nas, with the people. So yeah, Hazrat Musa has the conversation with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And now Allah ta'ala tells him that now you go to Fir'aun. 
you go to Firaun. No, we give the Dawud. And Dawud is no ordinary people. The invitation was Allah Ta'ala's greatness. He would great sacrifice from Anbiya Ali Musalat He is instructed to go to the worst odyssey of the creation on earth. Firaun is no ordinary person. He is what we say, my dear brothers, the masterpiece of Shaitan. He is the masterpiece of Shaitan. Such a person is Firaun. When we want to seek protection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala against shaitan, etc. So one of the surahs, what we read, the surah to Nazlan, Ullahu'i Rabbin Nas, Malikin Nas, Ilahin Nas. So we get three sifats of Allah ta'ala ya. Rabbin Nas, Malikin Nas, Ilahin Nas. Fir'aun claimed all this for himself. He said, I am Rabb, I am Malik, I am Ilah. So such a person, as a Musa said, I to go to him. And invite you finish have the conversation now which we have with Rabb. Now go and give and speak to Insan, go and speak to Fir'aun. So this so when we turn to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hadith says, Ju'ila kurratu ayni fi salah. Allah Ta'ala has placed the coolness of my eyes in salah. What does this mean, my dearest? See Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wasn't excused from Dawah. Ambiyari all of them had to invite towards the creation, towards Allah, to invite creation towards creator. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa had to go. So that he had an option. He had to go and give the invitation towards Allah Ta'ala's greatness. No ordinary thing. Go there, he gets pelted. You got pelted, no problem, but go again. Go in day in, day out, whether he bled Rasulullah Sallallahu bled for the deen of Allah Ta'ala. Whether his Mubarak feet got swollen, whether the divorce got divorced, whether he had to leave Makkah to Mukarrama, but he had to invite towards creation. Otherwise he had to speak to creation. He had to speak to creation. So he said, Anbiya Ali Sallallahu Alaihi had to engage in two conversations. One with Allah Ta'ala and one with us, with the people. So the Dawud is giving, he's giving towards, towards Insan, giving to Insan towards Allah Ta'ala. But amidst all that, now he's insan, he's insan himself. Can you imagine the, the heart of Rasulullah sallallahu How will we describe the heart of Rasulullah with the pain that he is going through? We'll say the heart of Rasulullah is warm. He's experiencing pain and difficulty. He's experiencing a lot of trouble in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now where does he find comfort? Where does he find, you see like that writer who found refuge in his camp, in his cave? Nabi Kareem says that I found my refuge and my place of security and my place of safety and the coolness of my eyes in salah. So when Nabi Sallam, all the time giving doubt and all the pain that he went through and all the difficulties that he went through, immediately when he ended in the salah, then Allahu Akbar, this was the refuge of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. That he found comfort now in Salah, all the worries in. He was rejuvenated. He found solace and peace and comfort in Salah itself. So that he was really got the strength back. Salat, etc. There he found the strength. Now he went out again the Dawud again. Difficulties, pain, etc. Salat again. Entered into Salat and he found coolness of eyes and peace of mind. Unfortunately, again, my dear brothers, we have made Salat or we are finding Salat as an obstacle. We find Salat. As an obstacle, my dear brothers. How sad when this is what salat is supposed to be. And we are the Ummah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
the coolness of Rasulullah's eyes, he found in Salat, he found peace. This is where we should find our peace. But regretfully, my dear brothers, because we are not making any effort in our Salat. And this is the fun, my dear brothers, where we get so much reward for Farud and Awafir, etc. Look into all the various Awafir Salat, in particular about our Farud Salat. Don't look at Tarawih, Tarawih, Tunti Rakaat, oh, oh, This is where we're going to find our peace. Do it for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Put ourselves front. Come to Salat. Be particular about our Salat. Be particular and ensure that our families also perform Salat, my dear brothers. It can't be that my day goes by and I've missed my Salat. I'm not, being, I'm not performing my Salat. And when we don't, be, when we are not particular about our Salat, my dear brothers, when I'm not performing my Salat also, or making an effort to perform my Salat how I'm supposed to perform, then I'm going to find comfort and peace where? In music, in social apps, in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. I'm going to find this in the disobedience of Allah Ta'ala because I'm leaving the orders of Allah Ta'ala. I'm leaving Salat, my dear brothers. But when I will make an effort on Salat, in particular about our Amal, inshallah, in the deen of Allah Ta'ala, in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala, in the obedience of Rasulullah I'm going to find peace of mind and contentment of heart. May Allah Ta'ala make our wives and our families the coolness of our eyes. May Allah Ta'ala make our salat the coolness of our eyes, my dear brothers. May Allah Ta'ala grant us a tofi to value this month of Ramadan, inshallah. And Allah Ta'ala accept all of our ibadah.